CalCast is delivered by FedEx, our presenting sponsor. FedEx provides shipping solutions that enable businesses to process shipments quickly and easily. See how FedEx can help your business grow. Visit FedEx.com slash e-commerce. That's FedEx.com slash e-commerce. And just a sidebar, I'm working real hard to get, that's right, Mr. Fred Smith on this podcast. I think we can get it done. This is John Calipari. Let me welcome you to the second CalCast. The second CalCast. Not podcast, but it is a podcast. The CalCast. And today's guest uh, is a conversation with Mike Krzyzewski, Hall of Famer, uh, world champ, Olympic gold medal coach, winning coach, uh, national champ. You know what he's done, uh, uh, a legendary coach. And we had a great conversation. I mean, uh, um, you know, I, I think what you'll be like every you and he did an interview, your competitors. We are competitors. We battle, we fight, we recruit against each other. And as I told him, he wins most of them, but we get our share, but he's getting most of them. And we go to battle on the court, but we're still in a fraternity of coaching. So you're going to hear that conversation. I think you'll enjoy it. Let me say the other thing. We beat North Carolina in Vegas in front of 20,000, and it was the craziest game I've ever coached. I've never had a guy score 47. He scored, should have scored 50. No, he's listen to me. He scored 47 points. Missed two free throws, or he had 50. This 47 plus two is 50. That's how we score. That's my education. Malik Monk was unbelievable. But here was something that was overshadowed. Darren Fox was crazy. I told the team, without Isaiah Briscoe rebounding and playing the way he played, we don't win the game. Bam had three calls against him that were ridiculous. He should not have fouled out of the game. Three of them were not fouls on him. But that happens sometimes, and he accepted it. And then I'll tell you this. Let me just say the MGM, that new building, that arena, you know, the T-Mobile, I believe it's the T-Mobile. Jim Murren, my good friend, the CEO of MGM, he and I, this is now, this is a story that you can tell people happened. He and I had dinner three or four years ago. We had dinner. And he says, I'm building a new arena. And I said, Jim, if you build a new arena, we will bring this tournament out here, the CBS Classic. He said, will you, would you? Yes, we would be the first basketball game in there. Now, UNLV played the first game in there. But we just, the attendance that we just had uh, for the building, that's a new building. The game was a 2.4, the highest rated college game of the season, not even close. And it was in their building. And then we played North Carolina. Hall of Fame coach Roy Williams, a friend, um, one of those, again, a guy that's done it everywhere he's been. His teams never quit. Um, we controlled the game, but never got away from them. And then they're a team that was in the final four a year ago, the championship game, and they made big plays. And then my little young guys made some big plays. And all of a sudden, we're beating North Carolina. You ready for this? A uh, backdoor, we're losing to North Carolina. 
And then we make a three. Now, again, Malik Monk, we race down the court. There's 40, 30 seconds left. We race down the court. And that ball is thrown to Malik in front of me. And I say, drive the ball. We're down two. Drive the ball because you're going to get a layup or get five. Drive the ball. And he shot a three. He shot a three. And it went in. And I said, good shot. Way to go, kid. Get back there and defend now. And he had the confidence and the mindset to go do this. But he was in his own the whole game. After the game, I made two players who played poorly stand up and go hug Malik for saving them. And then I told them there's going to be a point in this year where he goes one for nine, one for ten, and he's going to be hugging you for saving him, for saving him. And But it was a great win. And, and let me tell you why it was a great win. Because we had to fight and we had to show a will to win. And now going forward, we can build on it. But I also showed him the video of here are our breakdowns. We had him down 12. How in the world is it late? Five. It should have been 16, 17, 18. Didn't run back, didn't rebound. Um, you know, a, a try for a steal, which ends up being a basket. And that was two halves we did it. The team right now, the issue becomes we get up, UCLA, we were up nine, we should have been up 15, 16, and the next thing you turn around, it's four. That's the issue this team is having. But we're starting four freshmen and a sophomore, which means we're the youngest team in the country, which means they're still learning what it means to win and how to win. That's my job. Now, what a great win. We enjoyed it, but we could have easily lost, and everyone who watched the game said it was the best college game they'd ever seen, or most people said it that didn't have an agenda or were mad at me or just looked at me and said, I hate this guy. Those people probably said it was just an okay game, mainly because they didn't watch it. But the other people that watched the game, I said this after. Even if you don't like college basketball, if you watch that game, you say, you know, I kind of like college basketball after that game. So it was a lot of fun. Now, can I throw a little love at Papa? That's right, Papa John's. If you're like me, you've got a family coming in for the holidays, or maybe you've got a holiday party or watch any game with friends. Whatever the reason for your get-together this holiday season, pizzas from Papa John's will make it better. And now, during the holidays, you can get 40% off pizzas when you order online at papajohns.com and use the promo code HOLIDAY40. And Papa John's now has three great pizza crusts to choose from. Their original hand-tossed, Papa's Thin Crust, and their latest creation, which I love, Papa's Pan Pizza. So this holiday season, step up your game and order Papa John's and get it for a great value with 40% off when you use the promo code HOLIDAY40 and order online at papajohns.com. This holiday season, your winning play is better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's. Now, let's move in to my conversation with Mike Krzyzewski, the best to ever do what we do. Let me say this, because there's John Wood and there's others. If there's a handful of people that do this and have done this for their lives, three, four, he's in that group. He's it. And the numbers are eye-popping that of what he's done and what he's done for the profession, what he's done for Duke, uh, what he's done for college basketball. Mike Krzyzewski. 
Okay, folks, we have Coach Mike Krzyzewski, Hall of Famer. Um, you know, all that you've done in this game, which is amazing. You've uh, uh, you set a bar so high, Coach. Um, and, and people are going to be, like, stunned that you and I are, like, talking together. Like, we compete. We recruit, and most times we lose recruiting to you, but we go after each other, and and uh, but it's still a profession where if you call somebody for help, like you when I when I was doing the Dominican Republic, and I call and I say they're asking me to do this, what do you, you were great about it, and in, in, in talking to me, and uh, my guys playing for you, you call me and say, you know, Cal, what about this guy? Talk to me about this. How do I get through? So. Um, you know, I, I just think people will be surprised. But, look, we want to win when we play you. You want to beat us. But this thing's bigger than that. Well, you know, I, I appreciate, first of all, you invited me to be on. I know you just started this, so it's a, it's a cool thing. And uh, hopefully we'll, you know, it'll, it'll keep going for you. I know uh, uh, you can get a lot of information now out to the public that you couldn't get out before. And something like this, certainly we wouldn't. Uh, do something like this with uh, like a TV announcer or be on a radio show together, but we would do it for one another. And I think that, you know, John, I think that's what uh, uh, college, ba- our basketball coaches are like. You know, it's it comes from your young days at five-star and guys know their roots and no one's bigger than the game. And uh, so, you know, I'm... I, I, yeah, I, I would do this anytime. I know you would do the same thing for me. I got it. I got to start. You won a thousand games, over a thousand. You've won five or six national titles. Did I steal one? It's it's five or six. I don't know. To give us one more, <laughs> that'd be all right. <laughs> I I can't even imagine how many Final Fours you've been in. Um, it's got to be. 11 or 12, if I'm thinking We've right. Been 12, yeah. You've been 12. four and five years at one stretch. Ridiculous. Three gold medals. Um, I can't even begin to think how many players you put on to the, the NBA. Um, and here you are, and you're still at the top of your profession. You're still the guy that everybody looks at and says, the passion, the emotion, the team, the togetherness, the leadership – What's moving you? I mean, what keeps you at this level? Well, I think, you know, first of all, uh, I think that we share the same thing as a love for the game and and uh, the opportunity to coach at the highest level. Uh, you know, we're both very lucky to be at two of the programs that in the history of the game are two of the top five programs ever. So, you know, working with talented, good kids and being able to play in really top-level competition is the best. And you know, I, I don't think I could you know, be in a rebuilding position or think anything like that. But, uh, and am I at a place that I've loved to be at? You know, I've been at Duke for 37 years, so I must like it. And, uh, uh, and you know, when you recruit good people, you're at a place that you love and you're doing what you love. You, you stay pretty young, you know. I mean, I'm 69 now. But I feel a lot younger because of, uh, you know, being fortunate to lead a good life and, and be at the two great schools, West Point and Duke. And, you know, you're at a great school and, uh, you've built an amazing program. You know, we both inherited cultures of success before us, but, you know, I think we've both developed our own too. And, 
uh, so we're both very fortunate. Well, how about how about how many different staffs have you had? I mean, it, you think about it. I mean, you you literally you'll go three or four years with one staff, and then it'll be a whole new staff. How many times have you gone through that? Not as many, you know. What we did about, and you know, and I'm talking like crazy. You're like. About 25 years ago, uh, (laughs) I can't even believe I'm saying that. Uh, I started where I I, I said, you know, I'm just going to have on my staff my former players. And if there are enough of them who I think want to be a coach and can be a coach, because, you know, you can want to be a coach, but maybe you can't be a coach. You know, you don't, you're not going to be good at it. And, you know, I've been. Was that Jay Billis? Billis was uh, was a grad assistant, and we got him into law and and TV. And you said and, you're not uh, a coach. Let's do this other yeah, stuff. Well, he's really yeah, good at what he does. Still, you know, he's the best. He's still trying to coach. <laughs> and uh, but you know, when you get Amaker and Dawkins, you know, when you, uh, when you get guys like Wojo, you know, Chris Collins, uh, you know, you get on my staff now, uh, uh, Jeff Capel. Uh, John Shire. You have four, don't you? Four former players? Yeah. yeah. No one is is in like one of those special assistant things where you kind of a coach in waiting. He's not allowed to coach, but he's allowed to do, to learn about coaching. And I I think it takes time to learn about coaching. You know, these guys, they get out of playing and everyone's doing stuff for them. And then all of a sudden you're a coach and you're schlepping, you know, (laughs) everyone's doing, uh, doing everything. And, uh, but no one will be uh, no one will be really good. I, I have a great staff, and uh, I like it. And I, uh, it's like having your sons, you know, back at home. And uh, I know you feel the same way about the kids that play for you. Yeah, we're 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 kind of doing. I'm coaching my son this year. You can't believe it. Yeah, my, that's got to be oh, a cool thing. It is the and, greatest. Uh, except I got to see my wife. Yes, yes. Does, does the mother give you hell? Or yes. You know, what, what is, Yes. I walked in after I played him and he made a three. I thought I was George Clooney. And then the next time I walk in, she, he's not playing. She came up to me and said, you talk about efficiency. He played two minutes and got two points. Play him more. I said, honey, don't. Please don't do this. But no, I'm having well, a ball. We play, you know, if you could sub him for Monk, okay? And, uh, and, and, I th- and I'd be perfectly happy with that. I think it would help you with your, with your family. And I'm willing to do anything like that, you know. To help me. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, be on podcast and allow you to do that. I think are two uh, equally important things. Oh, my. Um, let me, let me, let's go back to your days at Army. Um, I know you were there five years. I know you played for Coach Knight. Um, right. Just a quick one. Could any of your players today play for Coach Knight back then? And I don't mean that mean because all of us yeah. have changed. Yeah. Like my no, guys come and watch me. Culture. Yeah, my guys watch me yeah. coach now. They played for me and they laugh. John Wall laughs. Like you were not like, right. I mean, so we've all changed. But no, no. Yeah. You know, kids today are. They're they're tough and they want to work hard. They they have all the things that the other kids had, you know, ten, twenty, thirty years ago. Uh, it's just a different culture that they're coming from, you know, especially uh, with how they communicate. You know, a uh, long time ago when we grew up, you had to look each other in the eye, and that's how you talk. And uh, so, if you talk harshly when you're looking them in the eye, they have to learn that, and you have to be selective in doing that with 
kids today, but uh, I don't think it stops either one of us from doing it because that's something that you have to learn. You just don't do it with the frequency that you would have like me 10 years ago. You know, uh, I mean, even Shire and Nolan Smith, they're 2010, you know, after a practice, I said, you know, is that, isn't that the way I, I did it with you guys? And they start laughing. And, uh, I said, but you know what? As former players, they all think that they had it tougher. Uh, and, uh, and you, uh, and you held them all back. And you're like, yeah, Wait a minute. and they all, they changed that, that the other day. You know, I, he played with Dunleavy, Battier, Boozer, and Jason Williams and Chris Duhon. He says, Coach, you know, you just had me in the corner and I was allowed to shoot <laughs> corner jump shots. And I said, you're lucky. You're lucky I allowed you to do that. You know, the other guys are all pro players. Oh. And, uh, but he's just, you know, he's goofing around. But oh, they, they all, they all are like that. They're all, they're they, all like that. Let me, yeah, did you watch are. the Army football game? You know, we, I didn't. I was keep, you know, we're, we're playing UNLV in Las Vegas and, uh, were they giving just you before, updates? Were they giving you updates? Well, just before the game, the halftime was done, and uh, I looked on my little iPhone and and uh, <laughs> saw that we were up fourteen to nothing, and I said, "Holy mackerel!" Then when I came back after the game, uh, somebody said we won, but it was twenty-one seventeen, and we were down seventeen to fourteen. So uh, it was great scene, you know. Like Jeff Monken, the, the coach, has done a great job, and. It was the first time in 15 years that Army had beaten Navy. And so, um, you know, really, uh, really pleased for them. And what, what a great scene to see those two schools on, on the field together. And uh, it's great, you know, great for our country. Somebody was telling me that, you know, you should bring your team to a game like that sometimes. I can't remember who just called me and just said, Cal, it was unbelievable. And, yeah, uh, well, it is. You yeah. know that the, it's cold out, so make sure they're in a, <laughs> some type of box. Or what What do you think, Army? All you know, you talk about it. You wear the ring. Yeah. I mean, you. I, I've heard you. You took the USA basketball team. You really wanted them to feel what this country's about, and and uh, wh- you know your start there. I mean, some may say, "Wow, you know, he didn't even get a great opportunity. He was an Army." But I would say you would probably look at it and say it was a blessing that I that's where I started. Well, there's no question. First of all, as a player, to play for a great teacher and, and Coach Knight, you know, in preparation and just the knowledge of the game. But then uh, I really think West Point's the best leadership school in the world. So I got a double dose of, of good coaching and, and leadership. And then, yeah, I work at, I'm an Army officer for five years and but then I get to go to Indiana and go to graduate school and be on Coach Knight's staff as a grad assistant for a year. And I didn't know you did that. I, yeah, yeah. And I was there the wow, year Wow, who was the staff? Who were the uh, assistants? Uh, Bobby Waltlick, Dave Bliss, Bob Donawald. Wow, uh, wow. And uh, But at that time, John, grad assistants could go out and recruit. You could have like five grad assistants. And... Uh, uh, so I went to school during the week and was at practice. And then on the weekend, I would just. You were married. Mickey up. was with you then. You were married, right? Yeah, yeah. We had our, you know, Debbie was already a, a little, little tot. And, and uh, I went to school on a GI Bill there and, and spent one year in graduate school getting my MBA. And then I got the Army job. Army had been 7 and 44 the two years previous. And, 
I I really benefited from not only going there because I knew the place, but uh, it could only go up. And you really have to do everything, you know. Now we have so many people doing things for us, but it was good to be at a place where, you know, you painted the bleachers, you tried to get people to your games, you you did whatever you needed to do, and uh, then you come after five years to Duke and. And you had a great AD, right? You had one of the best ever. The best, yeah, Tom Butters. Yes. And, you know, my first three years, we were 38 and 47. And, and, uh, we had some, you know, we had gotten a great recruiting class in Dawkins and Bill Lowry, Henderson, those kids. And, and, uh, he believed in me and, and, uh, stayed with me. And then right after that, everything started going pretty darn good. Well, who was on the team, the four and five? By the way, before we, I asked you that, um, I was recruited by Army. And I wasn't good enough or smart enough to get in. I just want to just keep that out there so we all know. Wow. But they came in and met with me and did the, the the talk. And then they looked at my academics and then they watched me play. And I never heard from them again. They didn't even say we're not recruiting you. They just never came around anymore. Yeah. What year were you a, a senior in high school? Uh, 78. 78. So Chuck, that, Chuck, Chuck was the guy that came in. Yeah. Well, he... You know what? I, maybe uh, he Chuck Swenson. Yeah, you know, I don't. And I don't know. He he yeah. must have had a uh, something happen for him to come in and sit down with me, and then but, and I, I you know I always when I saw him we smiled. It's like I know you and I know your academic background. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad they didn't look as close in in 1960 and uh, 65 when I was uh, being recruited because. Maybe it's because there was a war going on there. Uh, they just brought anybody no. that wanted to come in. All right, let me let me stop for a moment. We've got to talk a little bit about the best recruiter. That's right, Zip Recruiter. Take it from me, recruiting top talent is critical when you're building a winning team. But if you're hiring, do you know where to post your job and find the right candidates? With Zip Recruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites with a single click, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter. Just one post, and watch your qualified candidates roll in. And right now, my listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. You know I like free 99 by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash CoachCal. See for yourself why ZipRecruiter has been used by more than 1 million businesses. Again, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Coach Cal, and you can post your jobs for free 99. Free. Okay, folks, it's a little uh, Blue Apron time. Let me show a little love to Blue Apron. I've got Alan sitting right beside me. Talk about the meal you cooked for me yesterday. Uh, it was pork chops and frika salad. Wow, what's frika salad? What is uh, that? Frika is a grain, uh, grain? wheat. It's wheat. wheat, yes. What else? What kind of veggie? Um, it had Brussels sprouts with it that uh, I cut up and roasted. Wow, what did you put over? You put something over the pork chop. It was orange chutney. I don't know what that is, but let me tell all you <laughs> folks, it was pretty good. Blue Apron had a nice meal for us. If you go to blueapron.com slash coach, you will get your first three meals free with free shipping. And you guys know my price I like, free 99. Go to blueapron.com slash coach. Blue Apron, 
a better way to cook. Let me let me ask one other thing about that that team that went four and five years went to the final four. I can remember one of them was in Charlotte, if I remember, because I remember going there to the game, and I think you guys won in Charlotte, didn't you? Well, we lost to Arkansas in Charlotte, and uh, we actually from eighty six to ninety four. We went to seven final wow. fours in nine years. Wow! And uh, and uh, but again, that's when you had continuity, you know. And uh, Leitner you know, went to four in a row. Uh, Hurley went to three. Now, out of four. Everybody's going to be mad at me. We just played yeah. Bobby. He's going to do a terrific job. He, they yeah, took, you guys killed him. yeah, but but they got Purdue got him. But Purdue's really good, and then they go back and beat San Diego State, was I, which I was ecstatic about. And now yeah. I'm hoping no Kentucky fans are listening to this. I really like Christian Leitner. Like he yeah. is my guy from Buffalo. I loved I I I coached him at five star. I coached yeah, well, him. He was the you know he. You know, John, when you guys, you know, you guys did such a great job at Five Star, and then it had a, a huge benefit for all those kids and, and the other coaches who worked there. But then when Leitner was uh, a pro, he would go back there yeah. and teach and yep. teach Station 13 yeah. because it had such, it had made such a great impression on him. And, you know, we, we don't have camps like that anymore. And, you know, we lost a, a mutual great friend yeah. in Howard Garfield. And thank you how you were to him because he loved you and you never missed it. You came to New York City. You'd do what I did. You'd go see where he was, what was going on. He'd come to your game, your practice. You were great to right. him. And I it just, just well, let you know. Well, you guys have been too. You know, but he was great to the game. And there, there's yes, he was. the Damon Run type character because there's never – Never was and never will be another guy like no, him. No. Yeah, I wanted to mention you were talking about West Point and taking our our, uh, uh, our U.S. team there, and yeah, I've really enjoyed uh, you know coaching some of your guys in in the uh, on the USA team. I, obviously, Anthony is, has has become uh, as good as anybody, and we missed him this summer. But uh, and you, you still know, guy who gets a bad rap sometimes and. Really has won two gold medals and in each of the championship games in the Worlds in Madrid and uh, in the in the gold medal game in Rio. You know, the Marcus Cousins was uh, it was dominant, and uh, I, I know he loved being on the oh. on the team. And, and, I, I got to uh, stop you and just tell everybody out there that in in coach, you know this. I've said, look. What you've done for USA basketball, the cultural change and where it was when you took over and then continuing and make it, you made it almost like a country club everybody wanted in. Like before it was like, yeah, I come, maybe I won't, I'll make the decision. Now it became, they came in and wanted to learn from each other. And then you you made us all proud, but more importantly to me, not that selfish, but I am a little bit, my guys. And it started with Derrick Rose. Yeah. What happened for Derrick Rose? Now, you know he went from that to MVP. You, right. And, you, you, right. And, and from Istanbul. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then Anthony went from how good am I to, oh, my gosh, I'm as good as any of these guys. That means I can be an all-star. To right. me talking to you and Jerry both and saying, please take the Marcus. If you get him, he will be an all-star. Next year, he becomes an all-star. 
So wow. now I'm hoping that whether it be John Wall, and I know on that uh, select team you had Devin, you had Julius, you had a bunch of my guys. I'm missing somebody right. here. Um, I can't you remember. Guys, you have a lot of guys. Well, but, but what you have done, and you know how much I appreciate it, and you've uh, – let's just say this. What did you do to change that culture like right away you walked in and you knew like the con- the world's not afraid of us and right. how do we get this back well, i mean what was your plan well i think you know it starts with uh, jerry colangelo and you know you and he are very close friends and and uh you know they went from being run by a committee uh to jerry having the autonomy to run it where it was his decisions and he gave me an opportunity to work with him and and uh, really with a, a, the coaching staff and really John the help of USA basketball you know Sean Ford and Jim Tooley and BJ all those guys but also the NBA the NBA has made a huge commitment to help as far as support goes and you know we had to find a home for it and we found it you know Stephen Elaine Wynn. Uh, you know, Boy, they've supported, right? Yeah. Boy, they stepped up when no one else was there. Yeah, and and that made it that makes it even a little bit more. You know, our training camp's going to be in Las Vegas, and that became the home. And then, uh, you know, having continuity, it used to be where one coach would coach a competition, and after a month, and that's it. And you know, now when you're that coach, like Pop has taken over, he'll be the coach for four years. And that's, that was the first time we ever did it where there was continuity. And then Jerry asked me to stay on because we had developed it completely and he wanted that, that level of continuity. And, and we, we have it. And, and you also uh, kept the assistants, didn't you? For, you changed yeah. them some, but the, you kept, I yeah. know Jim well, Beheim you know is they, with you. Yeah. John, what, what you do is if they pick a college coach, you can pick one college coach. And then they, they'll assign two NBA coaches. And again, they talk to you about it. And Jerry, not they, Jerry does. And, uh, but as soon as I got picked, I wanted uh, Jim Beheim with me. And, you know, Jim's been the head of that selection committee for years. And, and he's a smart guy and a humble guy. And I wanted him. And he's, he was, he and I were together for the 11 years. Uh, 11 years. I was born <laughs> to get Mike and, Mike D'Antoni and Nate Who, McMillan. How about those two? Both one yeah, defensively, I, one offensively. Lot, you know? Yeah, you learn a lot from being with those guys. And then we had Monty Williams and Tom Thibodeau, and and then we have international scouts. You know, the U.S. never did any of that. They never, they never did it. And we added. It's like I don't know how you are now, but like I can't do drills with my team. You know, I can instruct people. But if I did a drill with my team, they'd be laughing at me, you know, because, uh, uh, well, if you had Bay- me, Bayhine, Van Tony, and Nate McMillan doing drills, you know, once it, that you, make happened, it, you know, I've had London, both hips replaced, one, so why are you talking practice, to me that way? Yeah. We, what we did is we had, uh, we had like assistants, Mike Hopkins, Wojo, Chris Collins, Adrian Griffin, you know, assistants. Uh, Jeff Capel was on it, and that added a lot to it. I'm telling you, one one day in London we had a practice on, and these guys didn't have credentials, so they couldn't do it on on site. The one time we practiced there, and we started doing the drills, 
and LeBron and Chris Paul and those guys start laughing. And they said, Coach, just get off. We'll do the drills ourselves. And, uh, but things like that, little things like that, which added to the quality. And, you know, you mentioned these guys getting better. It's not so much what coaches did. It's what they showed each other. You know, they were able to see best practices of one another and, and uh, be committed, you know, to overall winning, not so much who's the leading scorer or who's starting. And, you know, that helps when you see guys of your level, little things that they do to get better. You know, and, it's funny. Uh, I sat there and I was with Anthony Davis, John Wall, Demarcus, and somebody else. We were sitting on on the in the middle watching uh, Clay and watching Steph and some uh Durant were doing some kind of shooting and those guys were, oh my gosh, but our guys were so zoned in to watching them and then talking to each other about what they were doing. I mean, I, I walked away and I just said, this thing is, you know, I just hope every one of my kids has an opportunity. And I, and I got to ask you and, and say this to you, I did the Dominican thing. I think I did it two years with Del Harris, who's a great friend and a Hall of Famer in his own right and all that. It was a lot of time. It was a month. I mean, you did it for 11 years. How in the world? You're basically doing two jobs. I mean, and and look, there was no pressure on us at DR because, you know, it's what we put on ourselves. But you had to win every game. And I'll tell you, I, I commend you for all that time spent. Um, and I know you took Mickey with you, right? You, she traveled. She for did everything Olympics. with Actually, you. for the Olympics, we, we took all of our grandchildren, too. They, it's, whatever grandchildren we had, they went to Beijing. And whatever grandchildren number we had went to London. And we had seven of them down in, uh, in Rio. So that's been a good thing. But it is, you know, it's time. But it's like uh, you learn so much. You, you uh, by being with those guys, and the other thing, and you know this because you guys know the, the global game, is that uh, uh, there are a lot of good coaches out there in other oh, countries. Man. Oh man! Oh man! And you learn from defending those things, from uh, scouting them, and saying, oh, "Hey, these guys really move the ball well." You know, you know, and, have you taken so a lot back? Up. Are you have you added yeah, that yeah. to? We've, we've used uh, a number of things that these countries have used against us and, and, uh, and also to see the camaraderie, like, you know, you, you, you know, the end in Rio was the end of two great eras, uh, of, of international ball, one from, uh, Argentina. Yeah. Yep. You know, with Ginobili. Yes. And those guys, Nocioni yes. and, they, you know, they they won an Olympics. They won a world championship. They, they it was a golden age for them. And uh, Ginobili, for me, was the toughest competitor I've ever competed against as a coach. You know, he was like the you know the movie where Jason. You know, they they never you can never kill him. You can never stop him. Well, how about this and, one? Uh, You're telling your guys he's going left, and he still yeah, got left. He still and then Gasol. You know, in wow. Spain. And yes. Those, what a lot of people don't understand, those guys were together since they were 18 or 19 and the brotherhood. And, you know, that's what you were trying to beat. You were trying to beat with just all-star teams. 
Right, and they were together for a 16-year-old, 17-year-old, 18-year-old. It was the same group. Uh, right, amazing. a lot of them. And, and, they get to, and they, they, it was continuity, and that's what Jerry saw. That's what we saw that we needed at, for our country. And, and, uh, and now it's spread. You know, there's so many of these kids now, the young kids that want to play uh, for the U.S., and it's good for them to be exposed to uh, to all that. So uh, it's been it's been terrific, and we appreciate the commitment that your your guys have made. And uh, they uh, all want to play on it. Just so you know, I'm, they all want to play on it. Yeah, they all well, want. You know, in. like the, yeah, I, I, you know, Demarcus for him, he yeah, you know, he was not chosen for a team or two, and for him to come back. And uh, you know, and still want to do it. That said a lot about him, about just how much he did want to do it. And he came, you know, he came through for us big time, uh, uh, big time. And, and everybody and wants to say, it, well, he's he grid, wouldn't be a good it, teammate. Well, he was a good. And again, I I would imagine he did some stuff because I I love him and he's like my son. But he probably did some stuff. But you probably said the kid's got a great heart, and this kid wants to win, and he's willing to share. Let's go. Would you say? Well, you know what? He's tough as hell. Oh, and, uh, and and he uh, he also is so damn talented. I mean, he you know he. I don't think he you know. I don't think he has a position because you can't. Call You're right. Him a five. You can't call him a four. You just call him a great. Player. Does he have a position he can yeah. guard? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> He'll he love it he, when he but, when uh, he hears me he, say that. He I'll be getting play, this phone. He can phone play call. more positions than he can guard, but, <laughs> yeah. but that doesn't. That's not a bad thing. There are no. a lot of players, no, like that. Whereas I, Anthony can probably play oh, all, all, all oh, positions. His, I feel yeah. so bad for him, and you have to know how competitive he is. And 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 Tyreek Evans hasn't started playing, so he and I, I, I keep right. hitting him. He's not even hitting me back right now because, you know, he's scoring thirty five. Dell Harris is doing his games and saying, mm-hmm. "Cow, he's out there alone." And and that's no disrespect to the other guys. He's got to get guys healthy. And right. uh, I feel bad for him because, you know, he's he's used to winning here and with you yeah, guys. And, and 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 uh, right, let me let me just hit this and uh, let's talk about your family. Uh, you're Catholic. You went to Catholic school. Is that right? Yeah. St. Helens grade school and then an all boys uh, high school. It's no longer in existence in, in inner city Chicago, Weber. And uh, uh, loved it, you know, uh, can still sing Latin songs. <laughs> and, uh, uh, not knowing what they mean, but uh, you could still do it. But, uh, you know, it was a good way to grow up. I grew up yeah. in a great, great neighborhood. It's now... It's about a mile and a half north of the United Center. It's now Ukrainian village, and uh, my grandparents, both of them, uh, both sets came from Poland and uh, Krakow, and uh, and so you know we have those roots. And my my both came through Ellis Island. Mine didn't speak uh, English. Um, You know the my parents the same. It's but what they master is love. And and and, well, they, and and a work ethic, right? My yeah. dad was the grinder, uh, yeah. double shifts, come back, cut the grass, look at me like, come on, let's get out here. Uh, mom was the dreamer for me. I don't know if your mom was that way. Dream beyond your surroundings. She used to tell me you could be president. You're you're as good as you just go. You know, I I would imagine we kind of grew up the same way that way. 
Yeah, and you know, in other words, you and there was all family around, aunts and uncles and cousins, and uh, you always were getting yes. together at the family. And did you, you know, do everything although, around food, like Italians? Food and yeah, and a little bit to drink. You know, yeah, we uh, had that too. The wine, to wash it down, we so. had the wine in the basement, and we had the supersada in hanging from the the uh, the ceiling in the uh, um, up in the attic. Where the meat dried, so we did a little bit of that. Um, was your mom? Was she the? Was she the driving force behind you, or your dad? You know what? Uh, my mom. Yeah, my mom never went to high school. She was just in eighth grade. She was a cleaning lady in, in the Chicago Athletic Club. She, yeah, she just made it great for me and my brother. I had an older brother. He passed away three years ago. I'm sorry to hear that. Captain for. Uh, in the Chicago Fire Department, oh, wow. worked there for 37 years. Big guy, big Bill. He was six six, about two fifty, two sixty, and, and uh, yeah, I think the main thing you know my mom did was she, she was always there for love and support, and and uh, you know I don't know how they could afford it, but we went. You know, you had to pay to go to Catholic schools, and and uh, you know they believed in education. They they believed in education, and you know I was recruited. I was a all state guard in in Illinois, and, and then when West Point came in the end of my senior year, I mean, my parents couldn't believe that their son, <laughs> you know, could go to West Point. I didn't want to go, and uh, but because I trusted them, I I went, and it turned you know the biggest like kind of business decision I've ever I ever made in my life because it has the it, it really was an amazing decision that I never made my parents made for me and because I trusted them it it, it worked out and uh so we're we're both lucky I've really been blessed lucky. I've been blessed yeah. and and uh coach I'm going to I'm going to uh, cut this off now uh, again I hope um we have a chance to play in April. We had a chance in 2010. We screwed it up. In 2015, I think, we screwed that up. Um, and if we do get a chance, I will play my son. I'm not sure I'll start him. Well, I think you should start him. And if I, ha- I know, if, look, I can't reciprocate. I have three daughters. But well, I don't have I a problem with that. They can that. jump in there. That doesn't bother me. <laughs> well, uh, that would be an honor. You know, the one thing I would tell you is that when, you know, any of the top programs, like you guys are getting together there in Vegas, and one of the great things about our sport is the top programs play one another, and and uh, it's great for the game. It's an ama- it's amazing. So what you guys are doing with that doubleheader out there is, uh, is terrific, and uh, you'll love that place. You're playing in the... T-Mobile, right? Yes, yes. We, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful arena. Yeah. Trying to get these guys. Are you look? The the biggest thing is helping these young kids develop habits. And I, I think the advantage you have and I have is we can make them, or we could encourage them to share and not worry about points and minutes because of where yeah. we are and the guys you put in that league. And I think the same here. But the habits they have to develop to win is the biggest challenge I have anyway. Yeah. Well, you know, they're you know, both of our programs. The kids are fortunate that on a day-to-day basis they get to play against competition. Yep. And 
you know, that also is big on the development of habit. You know, kids, you know, and sometimes parents and certainly friends of some of these kids, you know, they think that the NBA is looking at all these kids based on scoring average and that. And, you know, the NBA knows, you know, you can, if you're on a really good team and you're averaging 13, 14 a game and, and, but you or less, or less, yeah, or less, you know, uh, there's plenty of opportunity and, uh, uh, because they're developing, you know, they're developing and, and they can see it. And by the way, you know, unless, look, we're talking about Anthony Davis. He was probably the third or fourth leading scorer on your team, right? He was the fourth leading shot taker. Yeah. And Michael Kidd was the fifth. Carl Towns was the fifth. I can't believe yeah. these guys didn't say something to me. Right now, I got Malik Monk looking at me funny. Like, you're not letting me shoot. I'm like the best scorer. I'm like, well, we got to let these other guys touch it a little bit. Yeah, but he's it, pretty good. Ooh, he's, and, and you know what? What you said earlier, I get to coach the best of the best. Great kids who understand that it's about academics. They all have lifetime scholarships. They can leave when they choose to and come back to finish. But they're talented, and I'm walking in the gym every day with talented guys, and I know you feel the same. And Absolutely. And, and, and let me just say this as we, we shut this down. What you've done for the game, incredible. What you've done for your school, incredible. Uh, the country, and for all of us coaches, but more importantly, what I love is what you do for your players. And by having your staff of all former players, it makes a statement of what you're about. Yeah, you want Duke to win and all, but you're about those kids, Coach. And uh, I appreciate Everybody's going to be stunned. We just talked for 30 minutes. Well, and they know, don't. what you just said I think could be said about most, most of the guys coaching. You know, I, I really believe basketball coaches – uh, are a little bit different breed, and and uh, and part of it is we don't have as many guys to coach. Do you st- do you so, remember all the and, names? You know, I forget names already. I got twelve. Yeah. Do you, you forget know, names? I, do you I call them the from names. twenty years ago? You call them like a. You ever do that one? Yeah, and well, now I text them or even use a bit emoji you know, every <laughs> once in a while. But uh, then they say somebody else has to be doing this. And, uh, uh, but uh, Coach. You know, the, the thing is, I don't remember their numbers. You know, like I, and Do you ever look at their them. shoes? Do you even know who has a tattoo? People ask me, I said, I'm looking at their eyes. I'm not looking at their yeah. bodies and their shoes. No, I, and- don't know. <laughs> I don't know any of that. Stuff. And, uh, but, but they're looking at their shoes. They're, oh, my. It's amazing. How, it, my guys put two so. different shoes on, and someone said something to me. I said, who had two different shoes on? So the Darren oh. Fox had two different shoes on. I go... I didn't see it. I didn't look. I mean, what do you do? You think I'm looking at their feet? But anyway, you're watching. Is he running the offense? And playing that's defense? it. And he runs very fast, so I don't have to. I look at his legs moving fast. So he runs very, very fast. Yeah, he's a good. He's an outstanding player. Yeah. Well, I appreciate. You All right, coach. Me on. You know, and, I appreciate uh, this. And if you need me for anything, I'm here for you. Okay. All right, John. Thank good luck. You. Thanks, coach. All right. Bye-bye. Bye, That was enjoyable for me, Um, the conversation back and forth, um, you know, learning more uh, about one of the greatest coaches of our time. Um, It's funny, we taped that the day before the North Carolina game, 
And I talked about Malik Monk looking at me when he didn't get a shot for five minutes. Well, let me say this. He got a shot every five seconds in that game. And lastly, Craig Sager passed away. Um, one of the giants in his field. Always kind to me. Um, not a guy that I was in contact with all the time or talked to all the time. But when I was ever in his company, he made a point to come up, Cal, how are you? Um, and we would talk back and forth. And if I walked in a building and I was at a pro game and I, I looked for the suit, just whatever the craziest suit was. Um, and I think everything that's come out from coaching and players and management, you find out this was a good man. Tune in next week and we're going to have some fun. Thanks, folks. 